بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده ماري بردان سيسترز there is something called the KISS principle K-I-S-S KISS principle and K-I-S-S stands for keep it simple stupid keep it simple stupid I'm mentioning that here because this seems to be an issue with Muslims almost everywhere and specifically it relates to two things what we eat and what we earn or the sources of our earning the two things that are the the most critically important and where we have very limited choice <clears throat> the critically important because what we eat influences the acceptance of our dua it influences the acceptance acceptance of our salah and our prayers meaning if we eat haram the dua is not accepted and our salah is not accepted and if we eat halal then duas are accepted and our ibadat our salat and worship is accepted so it's something which is critically important for any muslim what we eat and of course that means what we eat and drink second thing as far as earning is concerned this is one of the questions that we will be asked on the day of judgment where did you earn from and where did you spend so these are two very critical areas now why did i begin with the kiss principle because that applies beautifully to both of these areas keep it simple stupid the reason i'm saying that is because i see people tying themselves up in all kinds of knots convoluted reasoning and you know all kinds of things about something which is really very 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 simple what is simple simple is as far as both of these are concerned the beautiful hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam where he said al halal bayyin wa haram bayyin wa bainahuma mushtabihat he said the halal is clear the haram is clear between the two there are doubtful matters and then he said that the one who falls into the doubtful matters has actually fallen into haram how is that because in two ways one is that he would have uh, by indul- indulging in something doubtful uh, he would actually be indulging in something which was haram it was doubtful to him but it was not something which was doubtful in itself it was haram so he was eating or drinking haram or earning haram the other one is that when you know that the halal is clear and the haram is clear and you deliberately go into the doubtful matters it means that you are now being arrogant and you are saying to yourself well you know even if it is haram uh, i am still going to try it somebody says brother it is a doubtful thing maybe it is haram you say no no even if it is so you know i'm going to try this is what you're saying this is what you're saying you're saying that even though it may be haram right now it's doubtful but what's the meaning of doubtful doubtful means that there is a doubt that this thing is not halal so and you are saying to yourself that no no it's okay i mean even if the doubt is there 
uh, I am still going to try it. And that's why Rasulullah said that the one who indulges in doubtful matters has actually indulged in haram. Then he said that every king has a preserve, every king has boundaries that he sets. And the boundaries and the preserve of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the, uh, is the uh, prohibitions, is what Allah has made haram. And then he said further to explain, he said that a shepherd who grazes his sheep close to the sanctuary of the king, close to the boundaries of the king, stands, he is now placing himself in danger because it is possible that his sheep will cross the boundary and graze inside the sanctuary of the king because of which the shepherd will be in trouble. So therefore, don't do that. Don't skate on thin ice. Don't go close to the boundary. This is the tilka hududullah. La taqrabuha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this is, these are the hudud, these are the boundaries of Allah. Do not even go near them. Allah did not say don't cross them. In some other places Allah said don't cross. But in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said don't even go near them. Now, if you look at the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Take, for example, the, the two things that we get in, uh, confused about. One is the issue of slaughter, meat, right? So we're talking about meat. Now, first question I want to ask you, ask you is this. Is meat a life-saving uh, drug? Is it a life-saving medicine or something like that? It is not. It is something we eat because we like to eat it. For, for some people, for a lot of people, as a matter of fact, especially as you grow older, eating too much of red meat is actually damaging. It is bad for you. It gives you cholesterol. It gives you clogged arteries. It literally puts your life in danger. So as you grow older, it is a very good idea to become, to become a vegetarian, to eat, you know, just stop eating any meat, uh, any, especially red meat, right? Stop eating red meat. Anyway, we won't, we won't go into all that. What Allah has made halal is halal. So if you want to eat it, eat it. But the issue is that the question of slaughter. Now, people go into all kinds of complications. They say, no, no, no. You see, in this madhab, just say bismillah and eat. In the other madhab, uh, if it is slaughtered by a person of the book, uh, the Jews or the Christians, whoever it is halal, you can eat it. And uh, the Jews and the Christians, somebody says, no, today they are uh, on kufr. Well, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself said they are on kufr in the, in the Quran. So even at that time they were on kufr. So therefore you can, you can eat it and whatnot, whatnot. I am not disputing any of those things. People who said that are much more knowledgeable than I am. I am not going against any of those fatwas. I am not giving a fatwa. All I am saying is, <clears throat> safety lies in doing something on which everybody agrees. The one who said, eat Bismillah, uh, say Bismillah and eat. The one who said, you can eat the slaughter of the, of the Yahud and the Nasara. All of them agree upon the fact that if an animal or a bird has been slaughtered by a Muslim who said, Bismillah, Allahu Akbar, and then he slaughtered it correctly, then this is absolutely and completely and totally halal. Everyone is agreed upon that. Nobody has any dispute about this particular matter. So my submission to you is, eat only that. Eat only that. Eat only something which has been hand-slaughtered by a Muslim who said, Bismillah, Allahu Akbar. 
Now you might say, how do I know he said it or not? doesn't matter. That you don't have to go into the investigation. You don't have to go and stand, stand and, uh, there and do it. You don't have to slaughter it yourself. Although in my case, I did that. For five years in Guyana, when I was in Kokwani, I ran the whole abattoir. And I slaughtered all the animals there. Not just one. For five years. Because I was the only Muslim in the whole town and I wanted to eat halal meat. And the, the butcher who was in charge of that, uh, he and I were good friends. So the butcher said, why don't, we, why don't you do the whole slaughter and we feed the whole town halal meat? I said, no problem, go ahead. And I used to do that. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just saying, if you go to a Muslim shop and the man tells you or the woman, whoever is there, a Muslim tells you that this meat is hand slaughtered, halal most welcome, please take it, please eat it without any doubt in your mind. We, we take the word of the believer. Alhamdulillah, if the Muslim says it is halal, it is halal. But if somebody is bringing you meat from some store which they buy and then they, they give it to you and then they tell you, no, eat, say Bismillah and eat, it's up to you. You want to say Bismillah and eat, please go ahead. I will not do that. I will, And I'm telling all my friends here, I do not do that. Please do not give me such meat if I come to your house. If you give it, then it is on your head. Life is very simple. Islam is very simple. And that's why I said, keep it simple, stupid. If you don't want to, if you have a doubt, don't touch it. Don't eat it. Same issue with cheese. We, we know all the, believe me, I've read all of this many times, right? They say, the, oh, the Sahaba used to take, to, to get cheese from the Zoroastrians and they used to get cheese from the, from the Christians and so therefore we can also eat cheese. Cheese has, cheese is formed, is made by using something called rennet. Rennet is the coagulating thing which makes the, turns the milk solid. Now, in terms, in, in the case of rennet, there are three sources of rennet. One is rennet from, Haram animals, porcine rennet, which is the most common, which is rennet from the stomach of young pigs. The second source of rennet is non-porcine rennet, which comes from cattle. But this cattle may have been, uh, may not have been slaughtered in, in the Islamic way. Third source of rennet is halal rennet, which is from cattle, which have been slaughtered in the Islamic way. And actually, there's a, uh, or in the third one, we should also include rennet from microbial sources. So this is laboratory grown. There's no animal involved whatsoever. Neither haram nor haram. This is vegetarian. Now obviously cheese with microbial rennet is the best one to eat because there is no doubt whatsoever. Also you can eat cheese made by made with rennet from animals which have been slaughtered Islamically. Now there are fatwas to say that uh, you can, it is halal to eat cheese which is uh, made with animals that were not slaughtered Islamically. Uh, people have even given a fatwa to say that even porcine rennet, it's okay to eat that cheese uh, because the amount is very little or that it has changed its nature and so on and so forth. My point is, since when is cheese a life-saving drug? What happens if you never eat cheese in your whole life? Will you go to Jahannam? Will you drop dead? You will drop dead anyway one day, any, you know, no matter whether you eat cheese or not. But my point is, even if you never eat cheese in your whole life, how does that affect your akhirah? It does not. But if you end up eating cheese from a haram source, and if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks you this question, please let me know what kind of answer are you going to give. So, keep it simple, stupid. K-I-S-S, -S, the KISS principle. 
eat cheese which is made from microbial sources or which is made from halal rennet. Very simple. Eat only animals or birds that have been slaughtered by a Muslim saying Bismillah, Allah Akbar. Just have some, really seriously, I'm asking, I'm telling you my brothers and sisters, have some shame. I have Brahmin friends, I have Hindu Brahmin friends who never touch meat in their whole lives to please their God. Never. They do not touch meat. They don't even go. They won't even eat in a place where meat is cooked. They won't eat from, from, from a kitchen where meat is there to please their God. I've got Orthodox Jewish friends who will not touch anything which is not kosher, which is slaughtered in their way. And I've got Muslim friends who, who act as if they are going to, you know, just simply die if, uh, unless they, they eat uh, some stuff which is, uh, which is highly doubtful. I mean, come on, give me a break. I forgot to say, give yourself a break. What people are doing for, you call them kafir, you call them the unbelievers and disbelievers and whatnot, and you think they will go to Jahannam, Allah knows where, who will go to where, but think about yourself, what are you going to say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this, that they were doing that to please their gods, what did you, what did you do to please me? Don't you have any value for your dua? Don't you have any value for your ibadah? You want to just trash it like that? Subhanallah al-Azim. Please, don't do this to yourself. Do not do this to yourself. And as I've said before, people invite me and I tell them very clearly, this is what I eat. And I don't care who you are. Please do not invite me. I am not asking anyone to invite me. If you invite me, make sure you're, you're, you're giving me only halal stuff which is hand-slaughtered. If you can't find it, tell me. I'm very happy to eat you know, potato chips or something or, or bananas. Tell, say this to people clearly. You make this statement to your friends clearly. Believe me, my friends respect this and they do not give me anything which is, which is not halal. They, they even tell me. I mean, even sometimes people say, yeah, you can't eat this. I, I want to turn around and ask them, then how can, how, how come you can eat it? But anyway, I don't ask that, I, I don't ask that question. I appreciate the fact that they are pointing, pointing it out to me. So I don't eat it. Don't play games with the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every king has a sanctuary and the king of kings, his sanctuary is the only sanctuary which is worth worrying about. As far as earning is concerned, inshallah tomorrow.